We want to welcome everyone back to BNB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we got a special guest tonight, but I'm not going to reveal it. But before we get into all that, we're going to introduce everyone. And my name is Ben. And to my right. Hey, y'all. You got your girl, Nada. Thanks again for tuning in. <laughs> hey, y'all. What up, though? It's your girl, Betty, 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 Betty. It is almost Black History Month. So, yay. yay. I think when y'all start listening to this, it's going to be Black History Month. So we're going to be bliggity black black all month. All right. As opposed to other months. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Sometimes but, it'd be my be questionable. I don't know. But Nada has brought us a special guest. Nada, won't you introduce our guest? Um, yeah, y'all. We got us a, um another individual on the podcast with us tonight. And uh go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey y'all. Thanks for having me. Hey. Uh my name's Tasha. I'm I'm just Tasha. She's just Tasha. I'm Welcome, just, just Tasha. Welcome, just Tasha. <laughs> Follow Jess Tasha at Jess Tasha <laughs> on all <laughs> social media platforms. <laughs> so uh, Tasha's joining us tonight, and we're talking about Stepmother 2, because we had already watched one. We watched The Assistant, and Erica Mena is back Do again for the, she... for the three-peat. Mm-hmm. Stepmother 2. And, of course, this one is starring Erica Mena, Wesley Jonathan, who is not Nick Cannon, Judy Blair and what's Jermaine his name? What's, his name? what's his name? I never know his name. Wesley Jonathan. No, I true. never know his name. I always be like the one that look like Nick Cannon. Every AKA time. not Nick Cannon. <laughs> and of course, she's re- uh, reprising her role as Elizabeth, who is a woman with identity disorder. Cheats death. Remember the first episode? I mean, the first uh, movie. And now has a new mission to find a new family and live happily ever after. So let's get right into it. I think I picked this one because we had already was on the Erica Mena kick. We had watched Stepmother 1. Uh, we had watched The Assistant and reviewed that. So it was only fair that we uh, do our due diligence and come back with this one. So that's the only reason why I picked it because we had watched the other two films and it was Erica Mena and I just want to see what she's been doing and she did a pretty good job. How do you all think overall? Did she she do a pretty good job? Touch and go? This one was this one was rough. Oh, it no, was they rough. all rough to you, not. No, nah, this was, this, this was bad. One, yeah, <laughs> this was bad. Like I I I ain't gonna lie, I fell asleep twice. What? I had to re I had to restart it. Um, you was watching it during the daytime. Were you fell asleep? <laughs> no, at no, 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 no. I changed that. I changed. I said, okay, well, let me let me set some time aside so I can really oh, focus. So after I got off of work, not saying that I watch movies while I'm working, I'm just saying, after all. I got off of work, mm-hmm. I went into my bedroom and I closed the door and I turned problem. on the TV. That's problem number and, one. And um, about 20 minutes in, I don't even think I made 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. But it was a struggle. It, mm-hmm. it just seemed like it it dragged so much. It did. And her acting was really bad in this one, y'all. It what? was. Well, let's do this. How did you all like the sound and the visual? Was everything, was the sound yeah. clear? Was it visually clear? Yeah, this yes. is a Chris Stokes producer, so he he kind of be on point about that. Betty, how was the sound? And I think and... the sound and the picture quality were good. Great okay. job. Now the I story. Go... Oh, go ahead. Hold on, I want to go back to the acting because we finished the acting because I know Tasha and Nada was like, and eh, not so much. But so remember the first stepmother, I was like, well, she's really doing a good job of playing crazy, but it was like borderline psychotic. Like it was almost like this bitch is really loony. 
Like, and I was in, and I don't know which one of y'all said it last time. I don't know if it was not or Benny, but them teeth was bothering me, especially <laughs> at, the the very, <laughs> at the very beginning when we, when she was like in that hospital bed, I was like, these teeth are scary. I never noticed it. Maybe it was the wig and the teeth combination. I don't know what was happening, but I would agree that acting at the very beginning was very, very very uh unnerving but i feel like it got better throughout the movie as but wait a minute also pause never mind we'll go back to that but yeah i'm not feeling it all of Tyler, I, how do you think the acting was <laughs> I, that okay so just like just like not i fell asleep a couple times i tried it last <laughs> night i fell asleep i tried it this morning i fell asleep and then i was sitting here watching again and it might have been because i was having a libation i was drinking my gin so that might have been why i was falling asleep <laughs> the third time but but i i kept with it and the, in that hospital you can tell she didn't actually like study a crazy person like she just yeah. was like i think they would do this um uh, yeah she just put a little yeah. extra on how she be acting on love and hip hop. That's what it felt like to me. And a baby voice. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, and a baby voice. That's it. She just added a baby voice, which was weird to me. Cause I'm like, why is she talking like that? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, voice, that voice really annoyed me. Like towards the end when she was going back and forth, what was the, what was the boyfriend named Kevin? Yes. Yes. When it was, uh, when she was going back and forth with Kevin and she was like switching from, you know, her Elizabeth to, mm-hmm. yeah, to, Diana, Diana, whatever the name mm-hmm. was, and mm-hmm. that baby voice, I was just like, why? Is, uh, it was just too much. It, it was, was more just... than the first one, definitely. It seemed yes. like, like, like they was like, be more crazy, and she was like, uh, yeah. okay. Like, put something else on what you had on last time. Like, throw something else, throw a little razzle-dazzle on there. Right. She tried to razzle that, she tried to razzle that boy up, but the dazzle was missing. <laughs> it was not, it was not there. So far as Part two, how do you all think the storyline went? We could have probably shaved off 45 minutes. Oh, here we go. Not a would shave. That's half the movie now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were things that didn't make sense in the beginning, you know, when, while she's at the hospital. When, you know, because right outside her room is a waiting room. And I don't understand that part. It just didn't, it didn't make no sense the way that... First, they said she murdered three people. Then they said she murdered six people. And then the doctor... Why she ain't in the psych ward? Why is she in a regular hospital room? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, she, she they gave her that little, they gave her that little security, that little security. Not even the officer. Uh, little security person. Yeah, because she's supposed to have been on full police uh, detail. She didn't, she a serial killer at this point. So you're right. They didn't get her with, uh, with the security guard to be checking bags at the door. I don't know. That's I, absolutely I he is a no TSA gun. agent. And she knocked him out. With a thigh, I don't even know what you call that. What is that? A thigh choke? I mean, she choked him out. I mean, she did it in the first one with the arm. She, she took out Scott. But then in this one, she did it with the thighs. And I was like, oh, okay. It hurt, that was quick. That, her thigh was looking like a little wing ding. I don't know what was happening with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will agree that it was stuff that just wasn't making no sense. Like, they did not do a good job. Now, um, I think we are... Tasha, I'm not sure how old you is. You look like you're about 35. Oh, thank you. I'm 40. I appreciate that. Yep. I, I knew you was 35, girl. She is <laughs> <But, laughs> we, we all are in the same age range. So I think we all are familiar with the stepfather 
uh, movie series from yes. when we were younger, and then they uh, recreated it, you know, several years later. So I was trying to see if they were keeping it fashion with that uh, moving forward with the storyline, but it wasn't really adding up because in a regular stepfather, he didn't have like a family on the side waiting to get another family. Like that was never his MO. He really tried to stick with that family until shit hit the fan and he had to kill them and then move on to another town. I mean, this bitch went and got a a plane ticket. (laughs) I barely could get a plane ticket with myself, with my own ID, let alone with somebody else. (laughs) So she (laughs) didn't have the whole flight and get the fuck on and went back where she came from. Exactly. I that yeah, that was that was a little far fetched, uh, Chris Stokes. That was a little that was a little extra on that, but I agree. Do you, do you all know. think it was kind of hard to follow? It wasn't really hard to follow. It was uh, no complexity in that movie at all. <laughs> no, so it, you're right. It was yeah, just kind of like just... it was just kind of like, okay, where's the where's like the peak of the movie? When are we gonna get there? And then once we got there, it's kind of like you already knew what was gonna happen. So because we just seen this before. Yeah, it just it, it there was just no thrill behind it. Now I do want to ask y'all something, Benny, specifically you, because I want to I want a male perspective. Oh Lord. So say if you were married and you had a kid, and she just vanishes and comes back ten years later, what would you do? Uh, I wouldn't be letting her in my house have a conversation. <laughs> like, she was back. She was back in like fleeing once. She years. Though. He walked up to the house like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm outside. Like, bitch, what? Now, said, oh, she has the audacity. Boy. Now, let me tell y'all something. So, something that was crazy about this movie to me, and as I was watching it, I was like, I just really need y'all to stop doing this. Like, it's 2023, and we need to learn how to execute some shit better in these movies. So, it's one so of the things was the fact that you was what's the fake Nick Cannon name? Chris, Uncle. Uncle Wesley C. Jonathan. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Uncle Chris. C or Uncle Chris, Chris, whatever. Yeah. So Chris met with the ex-wife at the hotel. Then hid in the room when she came knocking on the door. Then she left. Y'all having a full ass conversation telling them what you about to do, what you didn't uncover, all of the things. You know this bitch is crazy. You ain't wait. You ain't try to hide. You was just like, <laughs> soon as she left, like, whoo, I'm glad she gone. Now, let me tell you about this bitch. Like, at some point, I know that the elevation of storytelling has had to happen where y'all know that this is unrealistic as fuck. Like, it's got to be a way that y'all can, because you're going to get smoked. You next. You like, next. you, when you all be playing your whole card, like, you know, if you, just like, what was that other movie we was watching? The Ex Obsession. You know that this right. bitch is crazy. You right. supposed you ain't supposed to show your hand. You supposed to play along with the shit. Like sis, hey, I want to be cooking and making breakfast on Saturday again. Like you supposed to play along. You ain't even tried to play along. Well, I've even always when- wondered why, if she done killed all these people, why is there not a nationwide manhunt for her? Her face look exactly the same. She just thrown on a different wig. After all of this time, that that y'all didn't put her on the news. She done killed all these people, and y'all didn't put her on the news yet. That would shave the forty-five minutes off. That would have shaved the forty-five minutes off, or it could have took the movie in a different direction. I just don't think that they really thought they didn't think that whole movie line through. They Um, did enough to make that fake ass uh, FBI uh, versus the local PD situation. (laughs) Like it was, uh, 
I need y'all to do some research before y'all just start. Like, talk to a motherfucking officer and ask them how a case go down. Like, at least do that. Like, at minimum, right. you can at least ask the officer, like, hey, in the event of a manhunt or of a homicide, <laughs> when do you, like, come on now, do some kind of research. Like, this was just like. I guess I'm still not wondering how she escaped the fir- from the first one to the second one. And they knocked her out. Oh, wait a minute. What the hell? That's this beginning. My bad, y'all. My bad. But when it comes to these, it just showed it showed it at the beginning of the movie. That's how she got out. But I'm like, how? Why wouldn't? I mean, uh, other jurisdictions were looking for looking her. for it, right? So why did they not come get her? Because they knew who she was. They supposed to take her back to Phoenix, right? Arizona is that where she was from? Is that what it was? Is that where she killed Frank? Where she killed Frank? I believe it was Arizona. They had grass. That couldn't have been Phoenix. No, I thought they she killed Marcus Houston out of grass. California. Yeah, but no, remember Frank. Oh, Frank, yeah. She burned down that man's house, but he had grass. They ain't got no grass in Arizona. Look, they don't even know where the hell they at. They confusing me. First of all, Tasha, this is Tubi. Now, we be giving them a little credit. (laughs) But this this is is storytelling, though. This is like storytelling. Like, this is, is and this is what I was about to say. When we, when you look at these Tubi movies, they don't do a good job of doing flashback scenes because when she choked Mm -hmm. my man out in the hospital with the thigh, it was first it was the security guard, then it was a little boy, and then it went back to the security guard, but people didn't pick up on that. They thought they thought it was like one of those I'm gonna I'm gonna get you sucker type of uh flubs. <laughs> where... <laughs> right. Like y'all no, see that was... post going around on social media then everybody was posted like not to be how how did it switch to a dude with a dreadlocks? Did y'all I see that post that. was going around? Yes. And so I saw the post before I actually saw the movie. Now so you I was speci- yeah. specifically watching the movie to find out like how did y'all let this happen? So then I realized what was happening, but they what what was happening. So the person who was um trying to get their 15 minutes of fame or 15 seconds of viral um, real sensation, probably wish that they probably didn't do that. But um, I need y'all to execute a little better. That was a terrible execution. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> they did the same thing in Erica Mena's other movie, The Assistant, when she had that whole fighting scene. I don't know if y'all really peeped that. And the lady flew but, over the table. Yeah, <laughs> but like the it was like the they wig. just put this cheap wig, but also the complexion was like much darker so you know it wasn't Erica Benna so I'm like oh my god I'm just happy but this is different right but this is this right here is different because people were actually thinking that they were using a stunt double but they weren't they were actually transitioning from her brain what she saw or what she was thinking to what the reality was but they didn't do a good, good job, job of executing right. it so people who watching it think that it's a stunt double thing and it's not so they it probably would have went over better if it was a sun double. Like really, <laughs> really being honest, we could have did without that part. Like we could have did without her choking him out and saying it was uh the little boy. Like we could have did without and then why are you so mad at the little boy? You liked him, that was your baby. Like y'all was like tight as fuck, and then you tried to kill him when they found out that you was sneaking and creeping. Right. Now all of a sudden he gotta go. Cause I never hurt the little boys, but now all of a sudden, like he gotta go. Like now he gotta go. I, I I didn't get that, and and I didn't get how um I'm sorry invested the little boy was the new son. He was so fucking in love, like like they had spent ten years together. Y'all was only together for probably two weeks. Your daddy just sold your whole crib, then moved y'all somewhere else, waiting on this bitch to get there. Like where did y'all think she was for three weeks? And he was calling her mom in the first one too. He was. Yep. Was they like... were desperate. 
but I'm trying to figure out when she was there because she was always at the house. Because remember, she, in the first one, she had no job, right? Right. So she was always there. So when did she have time to meet this man, meet his kid, and have Build that relationship. whole relationship? He might, he might, and I, I don't know because now that I'm thinking about it, he possibly, well, I was about to say he possibly could have been the second family all along. Like he could have, you know how some dudes mm. will have multiple relationships and then they still be with that same sad chick, married three women <laughs> and still got the same sad chick. So if, if possible, in my mind, that's what I'm thinking could have happened. But we know not that I like no movies with no cheating because she'd be like, why they gotta be cheating? <laughs> I just want a display of just, you know, a nice family. Show where, a healthy marriage. Yeah, a healthy marriage. Not on Tubi. Where they're just, where they're just successful, Tubi, no twist. But I guess that's not really entertaining to watch. It is kind of boring. <laughs> but we Sometimes. need that type of, we need that type of. Did we find you know, one movie like that? We let you review it. We let you pick the movie and we found maybe a possibly a one. Like know. a couple of months back. We don't watch so much crap. I don't. I don't know what we don't watch at this point. <laughs> now, what was y'all most memorable scene? Uh, memorable. <laughs> Credits. No, I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I have one, Benny. Let's see. Memorable. You don't have a memorable scene. I don't. Shame. Look at Betty. She's really. <laughs> Can we we just gonna all agree it was a thigh choking scene because that's the only one we can. Well, the thigh choking, but then I, the the one episode, the, the one part in the movie that just seemed so strange to me is once again Eric committed and that acting was terrible when she was in the, they was in the kitchen singing on the Saturday morning, ki- uh, cooking and singing on the Saturday mm-hmm. morning, and that dance and that singing and that whole thing was just weird. It's fun. okay. I do have one. Yes. Okay, there you go. Backtrack. I found it odd when Chris met up with her for lunch or whatever, and he's like basically telling her that trying to expose her. Yeah, that he. I'm like, why would you tell her this? Why wouldn't you wait till you get more info? That was kind of dumb. Like, dude, you're. Why wouldn't you wait when the motherfucking police was behind your dumb ass? So you gonna confront her? And be like, bitch, the jig is up. I know that you ain't who you say you is because I got two proofs. Of, and why uh, wouldn't you tell your friend? That's supposed to be your best friend. Like, hey, why dude, you I right? Think, I don't think she is who she who she says she is. This is what I found. Let your friend handle it. Like, that or was just call the police. Yeah, or call the police. I, I think that the real whole scene was just bad. That that should have been rewritten. They not really writing the fucking mm-hmm. screenplay. They just in this bitch like action. And, and go over there. <laughs> okay. Now we weren't talking about this, but but Renata told me to watch this show called The Dirty D. <laughs> yep, we watched damn it. it. And damn it. Uh the niggardry that was happening. Hold on, yes. wait, pause. Hold on, let's pause. Let's pause. Let's get through this and we can bring that part to the rabbit hole because I think we're gonna <laughs> okay. keep going. This is gonna turn okay. into something else. I just feel like Chris Stokes is definitely uh, the same man that came out with uh, House Party 4 back in the day day. That one offset as a sequel that didn't seem to go with nothing else but it had the same name and we just kind of went with it. Yes. Like he's still the same. Like his stuff is still exactly the same to me. It's very uh, late 90s, early 2000s. 
Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's rate this film. We'll go to the, uh, we'll take a break, then we come back, we'll do the rabbit hole. So the rating scale is, would you all oh. pay to see this at the film, at the movie theater? Uh, yeah. Is it a pay per stream, or they should just leave it free? It, it's right where it needs to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Agree. <laughs> Agree across the board. Well, right. let's do this. <laughs> we're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to hit this rabbit hole. And we're back. And before we went to break, we had, uh, we were talking about a movie with Erica Mena called Stepmother 2, produced by Chris Stokes. But Tasha was in the middle of a good point about Black imagery. So go ahead, Tasha, pick us up from that. And we all comment okay. on it because it was going somewhere good. I like where you was going with it. Okay, so so I was watching this show and I just, I just felt so shame for our people. Now I'm not from Detroit. I don't know what it's like up here. I don't know, you know, I grew up in Omaha. Like this is where I'm from. I don't know nothing about how other cities work. <clears throat> but the imagery in this show just makes it seem like one nobody knows how to have a conversation without cussing in every single sentence there are a lot of unhealthy relationships and i just i just couldn't take that i don't i don't know like i, I just feel <laughs> like at some point when are we gonna have a black movie that's not so sad not so violent not so overtly like too much like there'd be white movies where you just watch the movie and it's like oh okay that was a cool movie but you know it is what it is but it's not like no ain't nobody humping four and five times in 30 minutes why can't our screenwriters and our directors and our producers not just what we get because especially with these tubi movies they either outrageously crazy or they're just like a whole bunch when it comes to the movies that are on tubi they cater to a certain de demographic so when you're watching like a dirty d and we always have joke about this that some of these tv shows but movies have the same people. So sometimes I get confused. Mm -hmm. Like, but well, didn't we already kill this man? They're like, no, that was a, <laughs> a different movie, but it's the same plot. So when it comes to like that whole production company, they found their own niche dealing with like a crime saga type story. So they're not going to necessarily veer too far from that because that'd be okay. veering too far from their core audience. So the Dirty D, and I think they did like uh, the Dirty D, then it's some of the same people that do McGraw Avenue season one, season two, and they okay. got some other stuff, How to Kill a Man. So it's all within that same crime gangster drama and that's why you're gonna see that there were some storylines in there that i did oh, enjoy yeah. so it's not like it's like the whole thing was just bad i mean i fell asleep on that too but there was a, a couple storylines in there that i appreciated or not appreciated but just was like oh that's interesting i can't i want to know what happened with that right but then there's other parts where it's like that, that, that was a lot that was a lot I, like when I, I, yeah so one thing you. I want to say, Tasha and Nada is definitely friends. Um, <laughs> definitely friends. I was gonna say, I, I was just gonna piggyback off of what she said. They're like, I get it's it's almost it's almost to like a cringe point where, you know, I only finished the first episode of the Dirty D, and the whole girl, I mean, the whole scene with the the girl trying to get into the club, and she has to perform a, a sexual act just to get into the club. Like, is this the I imagery? See. And is it that, was just the hallway. A, you want to be in there? That's just the hallway. And many, many, just to, to go off of what you said, like they're they're trying to um, cater to their core audience. Oh, they are catering. They ain't trying. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm saying, like, is that really the message that we want to send out to like the younger generations? Because we have, unfortunately, some simple-minded girls who will see this on TV and try to do what they see on TV. Absolutely. You know, like most of us do, we follow a trend, you know, buy the latest whatever, fashion, whatever, we, music, anything like that. So when they see that type of stuff, they're mm -hmm. going to think it's okay. Well, you know, 
this is the new way. This is what all the, you know, I, I hate, I hate to see that. Show them how they get in a, a, a honest bag without having to show their ass all the time. You right. know what I'm saying? Here's what I'll say. What you gonna say, Betty? Come to on. To your point, Tasha, I've actually born and raised in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. When I watch stuff like this, sometimes, and I've grown up in the in the hood, but it's a such thing as being in the hood and also having a hood mentality, right? Mm-hmm. So I sometimes be like, damn, is it too Detroit? I ain't really privy to like what y'all be doing in this club, you know, like that scenario. Mm-hmm. So there are things where I be like, okay, this is, you know, this a bit much, you know, I've been having my mm-hmm. TT on, like, this a bit much, but at the same time, like Benny said, I think that it is a core demographic, even though, like, within the 2B um, arena, you'll have some of those same actors that may play in uh, more dramatic roles, more, mm-hmm. um, you know, m- more meaningful roles, but all in all, this is what people are looking for, the scandal, the sex, the drugs, and really, um, I was watching the Dirty D, and I was thinking, now that to your point, like kids don't have no business watching that. So if it's teenagers no, 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 and somebody no. watching it, no, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying like this, you know, it's definitely rated M and it seems like it should be rated XXX because they be yes. doing a lot and it'd be a lot of frontal Dang. and backhoe and it don't, I was watching this on the Lord's day. I felt so ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Betty, you know damn well these teenagers is logging into that damn show. They, they probably is. I mean, we was I was watching shit like that too, but I'm not impressionable. <laughs> like I'm not like a I'm not a you know I'm not imp- I'm not young and impressionable. Like I'm not easily influenced by you know stuff like that. So like you couldn't you thought you was about to peer pressure me to smoking weed. I'm 42. I'm 41, and till this day you still ain't about to peer pressure me into a motherfucking thing. Mm-hmm. But there are people that that are impressionable. But I really feel like Tubi be doing the most, and when I <laughs> You know, we don't like pocket watching on, on the Uh-oh, Black Media Podcast. Go. But I really feel like they be really selling their themselves short with the amount of exposure that they allow on yes. the, the show price point. and the, for the price point. Like, I don't yes. think that they're being compensated for the amount of nudity. Um, but it's like a lot of stuff that you sacrifice to make a dollar or to to tr- with the attempt to maybe one day the right person is going to see this and I'm going to become famous and you know hopefully that you're sacrificing so that happened for you but if you're not in about 10 years your kids going to be looking at you like monstering your titties and your coochie mm-hmm. what's up with that I hope that they're getting the attention that they need to get in the place that they want to be to get to the next level yeah mm-hmm. to get to the next level I would say we did watch Red Flags, which was a, another movie slash comedy done by KDZ. Wasn't necessarily drug infused. And we also watched A Very Hood Christmas, which is a comedy uh, that's kind of produced and kind of done with the same cast of actors. But mm-hmm. when we talk about Black representation, we talking about just, you know, if we talk about Tubi, those are some small select groups of film that may or may not mm-hmm. hit locally. And you look at like The Housewives. And we was having this conversation. I think I had made it left a voicemail. And I was like, well, I don't get as mad when they fight on love and hip hop because everybody's probably about 35 and under. If you own Marriage, uh, marriage, marriage to Madison. Madison or you a housewife of Atlanta, Potomac, Miami, mm-hmm. Phoenix, whatever, you got to be 40 and up. Why yeah. are you still behaving this way? Why are you accomplished in your career and still seeking fame? If I'm a doctor and I'm doing well in my practice or I'm a lawyer and I'm doing well in my practice, why would I want to come 
on this platform, which is known to pit people against each other and just act a fool. Like some people excuse themselves out the situation. Nene dipped. And I think the white lady, Bethany, dipped out when she started. She's so skinny pop. So it has to be like, if I'm married and we go into a- Skinny girl. Skinny girl. Skinny girl, why? <laughs> yeah. And, and we go into a, a, a reality, show, reality show type of situation. We got to have a discussion. Like, what is your end game? Are you going to use this platform to, pr- to promote whatever product you're coming out with or mm-hmm. the birth rate among the black women? So I think right. they, I just think these particular films programs are not doing black women uh, uh, any service more so than Tyler Perry's or anything else. On the more older, mainstream level. Uh, yeah, on the more mainstream level. Now, I can't get mad at Zeus because for you to watch Zeus, first of all, you have to subscribe <laughs> to it. You got to log in. You got to put in the password. So it ain't like you. And you got to pay. And, and you, you can. This ain't with your cable subscription. Right. You so know I what you get, get when you pay that five dollars. Right. So when people start complaining about that, like, well, you must have paid that money. So I will say, though, I have been in the last couple years, I have just stopped with the reality because I am tired of seeing that. Like, loving hip hop, it used to be funny or whatever. It'd be some funny stuff going on. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And then they, like, they had that one season that had Ace Hood and his look and his lady on there. They were people, I was like, oh, I want to see more about their story. Um, and they got, they got in and out quick because they, right, they got with that money shit. and left. Yeah. As they yeah. should have. Potomac, I used to enjoy that. Atlanta, I used to enjoy that. But are the arguing and stuff like, I'm like, so we're so old. Yes. Like, yeah. You're making money. You're making like hundreds of thousands of dollars to be on one episode and you are And millions of dollars. And you I think, arguing. And then the doctors, that's even worse. Like, Mary you're a doctor. <laughs> You argue a bitch and hoe everything, and and to be honest, I like my gynecologist without bitches and hoes. Like I'm, oh, I'm okay. Like you, you know. And I think Dr. Contessa did an interview uh, with someone. Who was it? Was it Funky Dineva? Maybe. I think it was mm-hmm. Funky Dineva, and she was talking about how she was like. Um, working with a certain group and she was thinking that she was going to lose her job and lose, you know, certain people that she was working with. But Dr. Contessa, you probably shouldn't have did the show. I think one season of a reality show is enough for you to get your exposure up, get a couple of dollars and parlay that shit into whatever else you about to do. Absolutely. That's all you need. That's all you need to go viral. Once you get that show on for three episodes, four episodes, everybody following you on social media, because the whole thing about getting your brand and your name and stuff out there is building a community of people who support you. So once you have a community of people who support you and follow you, then you can continue to push your stuff out there. But you don't have to keep bitches and hoes for 14 years. Like we ain't doing that now. I had to stop. I stopped watching reality TV for a long time. Because it was like, okay, y'all fighting every day. Y'all be, like, it becomes draining. I really enjoy seeing Black success. So anytime I can see Black business owners doing something, somebody in the field that I look to go into or something like that, I always enjoy just Black excellence. So a lot of that stuff is producers pushing them to do and yeah. say certain stuff. At what cost? And y'all yeah. out here with kids, it's 25, grandkids. Great grandkids, and y'all still out here bitching and hoeing? I just don't have the energy to go back and forth with anyone. And mm-hmm. I think, like, you just have to learn how to protect your peace. And once you learn yep. to protect your peace, nobody can really knock you off your block because you know what you will tolerate. And you just have to walk away because people will try to poke, 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 poke. But you just have to know internally who you are and what you will not 
involve yourself in. The biggest life lesson is that when you involve yourself with people who don't have anything going on and you do, you run that risk of getting into some crazy shit with somebody. It has to be a way that we can have Black people on TV being successful, getting money, and also we can be entertained by just regular life, regular drama, regular whatever your kids got going on. Like some of the shows that we watch, like we watched the Ja Rule uh, reality cool. show with his Back family. That was pretty cool. It was a family show. We watched MC Hammer and his family. We watched Snoop Dogg and his family. Like we watch people and their families. We have yeah. also... T.I. and his family. <laughs> but we've also, we've also watched people um, that we didn't even know. The Del Rico family, like we watched them do a reality show with their family and just regular life drama that was a little excessive. But, you know, just regular stuff and people tuned in every single week. Mm-hmm. Even with the Chrisleys we watched. So. Uh, well, that, we was watching the Chrisleys, but yeah. at, the first, at the beginning. At the beginning. Somebody get mad. Something that just started back up for season two. I absolutely adore this couple and their Egypt. show. Yep, is married mm-hmm. to married to, real, to estate. real estate. Yeah. Yes. I yes. mean that mm-hmm. show is so dope to me. Yes. Their relationship, you never see them argue really on mm-hmm. like they'll go tit for tat sometimes, but it's in a fun, jokingly way. And mm-hmm. even when they get kind of irritated with one another, like they still communicate in a healthy way. Exactly, and they're aware that those cameras are around. So you never see them like in a bad light. And I love that. A lot of, of the other persuasions believe that that is who we are. At some point we have to show them like we, we do the same stuff that y'all do. Right. It's not all, it's not all of that. And it's, mm-hmm. and yes, it is interesting, interesting to watch. It's fun or whatever, but that's not us. And, and because we do tune into those things, that's what sells. So I understand why they do it, but when are we going to be at a point where we said that's enough? I don't really care how white people view me. I don't want to be like all the, these white people, y'all, y'all acting up in front of these white people. Like, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. But what I do care about is I do care about how my kids see me acting. You know, mm-hmm. I do care about, you know, people that I respect see me acting a certain way. But we have to really be careful when we try to cater to what everybody else think we look like. Because, right. yes. I don't really care what y'all think we look like because y'all perce- y'all don't even really matter, you know, in 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 my world. Um, now they I may don't, I don't, matter I, in somebody I don't care, else's world. I don't care mm-hmm. what the white people like think of me, like I, me personally. But they're the ones giving out the money. They want us to act that way because that makes them more money, you know, like on VH1 or uh, maybe not own, but like VH1. Own, uh, own also. Own, own also. It's only one percent owned by I think. I think uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey only owns like 1% or something now. Oh, yeah, now. she so, sold it to the Discovery people, right? Yeah, so, so that's not Black-owned. So For the most part. <laughs> they're making money off of us acting this way and, and just kind of like letting ourselves go for a check here and there. Like, this shouldn't be the only way that we can make money in in, in film and, and on television. Like, these white people got TV shows that don't have nothing to do with nothing and they're just fine. But we got to go out here and act crazy. Like the Chrisleys, you know, they had a whole, a, a whole scandal and they show probably still going to come, going, going to continue. Oh, yeah. It's so many still people continue. like that. What was it? Dog the Bounty Hunter? Got uh, caught yes, in racial slurs. Roseanne, they canceled her, but guess what? She has a stand-up that show's comedy still coming going up. On. 
Well, she's not on the show, but the show's going on. She's got the show is going on NBC Candor. She has a stand up comedy that is about to be live on Fox next, uh, like February at the end of February. Oh, you talking about the most racist racist network? I'm just on, uh, I was just trying to give. I was just trying to give some examples off of what Tasha was saying. How like when they get canceled, it's just kind of like, okay, we'll wait till this die die a little bit, but you know, we'll get you back in the game. Where if mm-hmm. it's if it's a black person, we're shunned forever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that reputation sticks with you forever. Because even on Love and Hip Hop now, they don't even let you fight. They send your ass home. VH1 ain't having it no more. So it must have been a conversation because when I think when the fight broke out on Black Ink, they was like, nope, you gotta no, go. No, we don't do that. We don't do that no more. So now you got the younger generation saying we don't do that no more and holding accountability. But here we are, got Karen and Sharice O ass. <laughs> Damn, they're about to crack each other forehead. And no one's stepping in to stop it. Like no producer, because the producers are black on Black Ink and on and on uh, Love and Hip Hop. So they're stepping in and saying, hey, we already well, told y'all, we don't do that no more. So that's some form of accountability. The- one of the interesting things that I found out or that I realized watching Black Ink, so you know that their producer, Treva, mm-hmm. um, their showrunner, she's actually, I don't know if you watch Mary Mary's uh, reality show. I used back to watch that, yeah. But that was their assistant. She was their oh. assistant. And, oh, and she's okay. also, she's also, she was also a producer on Mary Mary's show. I didn't know okay. that. So oh. I thought that that was interesting because when I seen her name, I was like, Treva, I was like, What's the chances? And so I'm looking at her. She's much older because it's been, what, 10 years since that Mary Mary show. But, and I was like, uh, so I, I looked her up on um, IDMB or BM, whatever it's called. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is the same lady. So I thought that was very, very interesting. But I was hoping but- Carlos King would keep it with that. Because, like you said, he messy. Uh, he love messy. and marriage. Oh, yeah, he, he messy. messy, messy. And now he's going to bring the he gonna bring God into it. They got gospel and grown coming out soon. Yeah, I saw that. Like March I or something that. like that, where they about to take all the little children from the gospel world and just have them out here acting a fool. Like you remember, they used to have that that one on WeTV had Dietrich Haddon on it. Uh, Preachers yeah. of LA. That was my show. That was a good show. That was my show. That was my show. Yeah. Well, he wasn't acting a fool. He was. He was trying to defend his. Well, his, his Dietrich, <laughs> yeah, Dietrich Haddon was rebuilding his life when that, because um, you know that church did not have no love for him in Detroit, so he rebuilt his life through that show. And I love Dietrich Haddon, I do, and Ooh. I like uh, Dominique too. I think the thing about that show was because they had preachers of LA, and then they had another preacher Detroit show with yeah, and you know I love the sheer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's a way to do it tastefully and not be too much like you got to give them something because everybody life ain't perfect but right. you ain't got to go too far left to make people right. like and want to see your story because i love the shears and i love when they had their own reality show oh, i wish yeah. they could have pushed that forward a little bit more we do mm-hmm. have we do have good representation out here but it just gets so murky with all the trash shows that's mm-hmm. out here mm-hmm well, let's do this. We're going to wrap it up and we're going to see, hopefully see Tasha another time, her and Nada, making it through some Tubi shows. But we do do some things outside of Tubi. So we'll make sure we inform uh, Tasha that as well. But my <laughs> name is Ben. And to my right. It's me, y'all. It's your girl, Nada. Thanksgiving to the dead. And to my right, who we got? <laughs> it's your girl, Betty, 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 y'all. I'm out. And well, we got to say, Tasha, you got Tasha in the building. Tasha, you got an outro? I got no outro. I'll see y'all <laughs> later. <laughs>
This time to see y'all later. We're taking care of You all take care. We'll be at you all next time. Peace. Peace.